0: Unlock your Bible, discover the true meaning of life, learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. June 30th, 2005. 18 years ago today, plans began to build Armstrong Auditorium. That is the crown jewel of our campus, Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. And this building really is a remarkable feat of architecture. Not only that, but the people inside the building make it. Even more special, and on top of that, that building is prophesied in your Bible. This is a booklet from Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry, and it's the Haggai booklet. Haggai: God has begun to shake the nations, and chapter one is titled "Shaking the Heavens and the Earth." There's a prophecy in Haggai chapter 2 about shaking the heavens and the earth, as well as shaking the nations. There's spiritual shaking, there's physical shaking going on, and you can understand it if you study your Bible along with the Haggai booklet, which you can get for free at the Now, in this booklet, Mr. Flurry starts with the very last verse of Haggai. This verse is like the key that unlocks the entire prophecy. So, Haggai 2, verse 23. In that day, says the Eternal of hosts, will I take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, says the Eternal, and will make you as a signet. For I have chosen you, says the Eternal of Hosts. There is a man who was on the scene in this end time, an end time type of Zerubbabel the Builder. Zerubbabel anciently was involved with building the second temple. But there was a man not too long ago who was an end time type of Zerubbabel. And he was a builder spiritually. He built not by might nor by power but by God's Holy Spirit. As it says in Zechariah 4 verse 6 verse 9 there says that his hands laid the foundation his hands shall also finish it. So this man's spiritual work was complete when he died. The late Educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong, who founded the Worldwide Church of God, considered himself to be the Zerubbabel, the end-time Zerubbabel, and you can prove by all that was done through him in God's work that he did indeed fulfill that job. He was an end-time Zerubbabel. God used him very powerfully to restore all foundational doctrine to the church, to the one true church. You can see in Matthew 17, verses 10 and 11, this Zerubbabel, this end-time Elijah as well, was prophesied to restore all things. But since Christ will restore all things to the world, When he returns and sets up God's government, the end time Zerubbabel, the end time Elijah, would only restore all things to God's church. And that is exactly what Herbert W. Armstrong did. This man died on January 16th, 1986. And yet today, we have his signet, as it says in Haggai two. Verse 23. Now, what is a signet? Unger's Bible Dictionary defines signet as an impression made that had the same legal validity as an actual signature. So, if the person is not present to give his signature, the signet would be like a stamp with the same value as his signature. Mr. Flurry explains on page two of the Haggai booklet, the law is what makes a signature valid. People must submit to that law or everything breaks down. So the law and government established through a type of Zerubbabel is like God's own signature today. So this signet, this Signature of God is right in God's work today. There is a loyal group of people following on in the legacy of Mr. Armstrong. And they do things by God's authority. Just like Mr. Armstrong had, there is a man today who has that authority to continue on in the legacy of Mr. Armstrong. So this signet is God's stamp of authority. It's his stamp of approval upon his one true church today and upon his work. Page two says, our work today revolves around what God did through Herbert W. Armstrong, who is now dead. Page 3 says, any valid seal or signature has authority behind it. So, we have God's authority, we have God's approval, and we also have, basically, Mr. Armstrong's authority, because that is God's authority. Page 3, Mr. Flurry writes, Zerubbabel is the signet, but he is God's signet. We use that signet or seal to establish what God taught through Mr. Armstrong. The only reason you need the signet is if the person in authority is not there. The seal represents God's authority or government. So, it is all about how God used Mr. Armstrong. It's not about glorifying a man. But Mr. Armstrong is now God's signet. And that signet is stamped upon our work today. God's approval right here in this work. Page three again, Mr. Flurry writes, if you understand the Zerubbabel type and his work, you will know what God is doing today. And as I mentioned with Matthew 17, Verses 10 and 11, Jesus Christ told us that we should follow a specific man in this end time, an end time Elijah, an end time Zerubbabel, who restored all foundational doctrines to God's one true church. And as God worked through that man, we should be following him. Even today, when Mr. Armstrong is gone, we should follow him, follow those teachings, because those teachings, those doctrines come from God. They have God's signet, his stamp of approval. And this is just a pretty incredible prophecy here in the book of Haggai. It starts out with the signet. Where is the signet today? Well, Mr. Armstrong is dead, but that seal of Mr. Armstrong, of his authority, of God's authority, is here in the Philadelphia Church of God today with Mr. Fleury. Mr. Fleury explains in the booklet how Haggai is actually a Feast of Tabernacles message It is a festive message because we are a festive work. We have an inspiring vision of endless hope. But we just have to keep moving in the right direction on the path that Mr. Armstrong walked. Just following what he did as God inspired him. We do have a very positive message though, even beyond the bad news. On page seven of the booklet, Mr. Flory asks the question, do you remember the covenant you made with God? He's referring there to Haggai two verse five, where it says that I covenanted with you. God covenanted with members of his one true church. And we pledged to give our lives to God and to follow God no matter what. As God used Mr. Armstrong, we should have been following him. But then when Mr. Armstrong is gone, we should be following God's man today. We should be where God's signet is today as it says again in Haggai 2, verse 23. So let's get into the shaking of this book. Haggai chapter 2 talks about shaking. Notice Haggai 2 and verse 6. For thus says the Eternal of Hosts, yet once it is a little while, And I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And really, it should read, once again, in a little while, I will shake the heavens. So, basically, God has already shaken the heavens and the earth before, and he's prophesying here that he's going to do it again. Mr. Flurry explains this on page 8 of the Haggai booklet. Haggai is talking about two eras. There was the Philadelphia era when Herbert W. Armstrong was the physical head of God's work. And there is an era after his death in which his teachings are a signet, an authority or a stamp of approval from God. That means we must keep and obey those instructions today. That is where you will find God's very elect. So when it says that God has shaken the heavens and the earth before, and now he's going to do it again, as Mr. Fleury explains, Haggai 2 verse 6 is talking about two different church eras. God shook the heavens and the earth spiritually with Mr. Armstrong's message. And today, he is shaking the heavens and the earth spiritually with Mr. Flurry's message. And what I mean by shaking spiritually is it's not like the planets are falling and crashing. It's not a physical shaking in that way. It's just about God's message going out around the world. That is what it means to shake the heavens and the earth spiritually. God's message involves the entire universe, all the heavens, plus the earth. And it's all being shaken spiritually by God's work today, just as it was under Mr. Armstrong. The word shake can have a positive connotation or a negative connotation. We can be shaken as in being inspired, or we can be shaken as in being terrified. I mean, just imagine the different ways that we have seen shaking take place in our day-to-day lives. You know, a a teenager in deep sleep is almost impossible to wake up. And so you have to shake him hard (laughs) to wake him up. And maybe depending on the reason for waking up that teenager, he's going to be either really inspired or really terrified. If you're waking him up to do something fun, he's going to be pretty excited. But if you wake him up and tell him he's late for work or school, he's probably going to be terrified. So the shaking can have different effects depending on the situation that we are in when the shaking occurs. So hopefully for all of us, we should be shaken in terms of just hearing God's message and being inspired by it, seeing the miracles that God performs in his work and letting that transform our lives, letting, us, letting that just inspire the way we live. Now for those who maybe hear the message and reject God and rebel against God when they had everything, those people probably will be terrified by the shaking, by the jolting message of God's church. So hopefully we're not quite on that negative side, but either way, The warning message is going out and it is shaking the heavens and the earth spiritually. Page nine says in the Haggai booklet, when God talks about shaking the heavens and the earth, it has to do with God's message about his master plan. It has to do with our future. That shaking will permeate all of God's creation. It is about being born into the family of God and ruling over the earth and the universe or failing to do so. You see, there is either success or failure when it comes to God's plan. Depending on what we choose, if we choose to ignore God and rebel against God, we'll never be part of his family ruling over the earth and the universe. Mr. Flurry explains how the shaking of the heavens and the earth can be agitating and terrifying how it really does affect the spirit realm, including the angels and the demons, plus all of creation. Romans eight verses 21 and 22 shows how all creation groans waiting for us to be born as God's sons. Mr. Flurry writes, the first fruits are going to help remove a giant groan from the universe. That message permeates the universe today. It shakes or stirs the heavens and the earth. That shaking is so spectacular, there is nothing like it. And before it's over, God's plan is going to affect every being and everything in the universe. You have the potential to be sons of God. And you are here for the very purpose of ruling the earth and universe. We are here on earth to get ready for that. We are universe beings with universe potential. So isn't that exciting? Even if sometimes the shaking can be a little bit terrifying, even if there are some sobering parts of God's message, the end result is so inspiring. Mr. Flurry continues on page 10 of the Haggai booklet. What really shakes the heavens and the earth is God's message going around the world. The gospel was preached around the world. Mr. Armstrong did that. Matthew 24, verse 14. And now the prophesy again message is going to the world. That's what Mr. Flurry is doing. Revelation 10, verse 11. The shaking happened once, and now it's happening again. The spiritual shaking of the heavens and the earth that it talks about in Haggai 2 and verse 6. On page 11, Mr. Flurry talks about how God is trying to shake us to help us realize our tremendous calling. God is trying to make us grow up so that we will think and act like him. Mr. Flurry writes, God is creating sons of God to rule the universe forever. How could that not shake the heavens and the earth? But the spiritual shaking of the heavens and the earth is not the only shaking prophesied in the book of Haggai. Notice Haggai 2, verse 7. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Eternal of Hosts. So, this is talking about a specific place on earth, a specific house. You can, you can see that by studying the words in Haggai 2 verse 7. Mr. Flurry explains that on page 12. It is a place on earth. And it's referring to God's physical house. Armstrong Auditorium, which 18 years ago today, June 30th, 2005, the plans for this building were set in motion. This house has such tremendous meaning for the entire world. Mr. Flurry writes here on page 12, God's house in Edmond, is a sign of when God began to shake the nations. So, this shaking of the nations is something that we warn about with God's message as well. But it's more than a spiritual shaking this time. It's not just the nations hearing the warning message. This has to do with God literally Orchestrating world events to literally shake the earth. You could think about nuclear proliferation, all kinds of wars taking place, natural disasters, curses multiplying in our nations. God is shaking the nations physically. So even if they don't pay any attention to the warning message, they're still being shaken. And Haggai 2, verse 7 connects God's house with that shaking. And it shows us when God started to ramp up the intensity of his shaking of the nations. It coincides with when we built God's house. Page 12, the Haggai booklet again. God is placing a strong emphasis on his house in Edmond, Oklahoma that would surely indicate that God's house and the message emanating from there is going to get the world's attention. Mr. Flurry delivers his Key of David television program from the stage of Armstrong Auditorium. Every week, members of God's church receive specialized spiritual instruction in Bible studies and Sabbath services. There is a message of peace going out from that house of peace. We show the only way to have peace even as the nations around us are being violently shaken. God is trying to wake them up and show them what is coming. God is shaking all nations. Armstrong Auditorium opened In 2010 and so that's when really you could say the shaking intensified and things are really coming to a climax on the world stage now God's house does send a message of peace to the entire world and how badly the world needs peace as they are being shaken by all kinds of curses And violence. So really what an incredible prophecy in the book of Haggai. And it really is just dramatic to me how Mr. Flurry is able to write and make these prophecies clear. It's very, very obvious where God is working today, where his signet or stamp of approval is. Only here can you understand what the Bible means, because God reveals truth through one man. And this message does shake the heavens and the earth spiritually, but God is also shaking the nations physically. So you need to learn more about this by studying the Haggai booklet. Again, get yourself a free copy at thetrumpet.com. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.